Welcome to Choosing Leadership, a podcast for high performers with big dreams and for leaders who know that they are more powerful than the level that they are currently playing. I am Sumit Gupta, your host and the founder CEO of the Deploy Yourself School of Leadership. I am here to help the best leaders get better and to help organizations massively improve their output and impact and at the same time eradicating workplace stress. Yes. completely eradicating not just reducing completely eradicating i believe in creating a future and a work culture where people wait for mondays not fridays and get to do their most meaningful work the aim of this podcast is not to provide you more content but instead shift the context under which you operate this podcast is titled choosing leadership because that is what leadership is a choice In each episode I will celebrate leaders who have made such choices which are not always easy and comfortable but which has helped them get to where they are today. And let us celebrate the leader in us for choosing to move over our fears, for choosing to be motivated by something bigger than ourselves and for choosing to deal with every challenge that comes on the way. Let us celebrate you right now for stepping into the unknown and taking courageous action as those were the moments when you chose leadership at the end i will share how you can be our next guest on this podcast and with that let's get started tosif is the founder and ceo of sprint medical he is building a digital health ecosystem and is on a mission to make healthcare more patient centric using technology In the interview, Tosif opens up about the very personal loss of his mother and cousin, and how that inspired him to start a company to make healthcare easier for people to access from their homes. The conviction in his voice, despite all his challenges, was very strong and decisive, and that is a lesson in embodiment of a purpose for anybody who is listening to this. Hi, Tosif. Welcome to the Choosing Leadership podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for your invite. Wonderful. It's good to have you here and to listen to your story. To anybody who is listening, can you start by sharing a little bit about who you are and what do you do? Sure, no problem. To your listeners, my name is Tasif, and I am a founder of Sprint Medical. Sprint Medical is a technology startup. We provide primary and secondary healthcare services through using technology that we are building and implementing. So our main focus is to to serve patients who are living in tier two and tier three cities in India, where there is a problem in access to healthcare. So our main focus is to serve those regions, those regions, and we are serving these uh, uh, patients in two different ways. One is through uh, the internet. The other uh, way to serve these patients is we have micro clinics, which are based in. different part of uh, this region right now we have signed up in alabad and the regions around alabad like kutapur uh, mirzapur jonpur and the uh, alabad uh, outskirts regions are also like pretty much big so we have micro clinics where patient can walk in we have iot connected devices we have a pop patient access representative over there so patient can come in we connect patient with those devices and these devices collect their data <clears throat> for example blood pressure spo2 ekg blood sugar another data which is required for their initial doctor consultation and we stream that that data to our doctor directly and then doctor are more confident now that 
to provide a hundred percent diagnostic and they start like providing me care. So this is the model that we are working as a person, me, like I have my background, biotechnology engineering. And after finishing my biotechnology engineering, I did some job in, in sales and before like I finished my, the engineering in 2008. So there was not much research or my focus was also not going into the research and core biotechnology. So after that, I moved to work in different companies doing recruitment for US-based multinational companies like Microsoft, Accenture, G Healthcare based in India. And then after that, I wanted to move out from uh, India to get gain more experience. And luckily I got a job in Cleveland Clinic, Abu Dhabi, uh, which is uh, one of the biggest hospitals in Asia. And number one hospital in, as in cardiac and neuro, neurology and few other in, in America. And it's been more than hundred years old. So the things which I've learned over there in healthcare was the tipping point, or you can say the main inspiration to start the Sprint Medical. Because when I moved over here, I started thinking about like my parents, my family, they don't have access of this kind of healthcare. I was working with the people who are who have invented the robotic surgery, like the Dr. Tom, Dr. Bernati. They were the inventor of robotic surgery, which is being used in India and other places now. And Cleveland Clinic, Ohio was the master in love invention when it comes to cardiac and neurology surgeries. Um, and then I see the way that they treat people. I see the way they uh, take responsibility of uh, anyone who comes in, no matter what, if you have money or not, Cleveland Clinic over here is just doing amazing job. I've seen patients who have not a single penny in their pocket and they came, they get five-star treatment and they get there and then they are discharged very uh, respective. Sometimes Cleveland Clinic help it get uh, connected with a few agencies, express and withdrawals and NGOs to help these patients as well afterwards. So after seeing all these things, I was very much taken away because I know I am in a good hands now. I'm here like in working with cleaning clinic, getting all the healthcare facility. And I see when my parents and my friends of my community is suffering in Allahabad. So this is the point which I have taken that I want to go and do something to change the healthcare in my community first. Yeah. And can you share a little bit more about your backstory? So you mentioned about Allahabad and your parents, but where is this yeah. focus of healthcare or entrepreneurship coming from? Oh yeah. So in 2008, when, when I was almost finished my, I was doing internship at that time, my mom passed away. I was there and she got sick and we called the doctor and like, we didn't find any qualified doctor in the time over there in Allahabad. So we, we invited the local practitioner, the BUMS, VMS kind of stuff. They came, we came and then we administered the wrong medicine, which was insulin. My mother did never take the insulin. And he thought because of the high blood sugar, she must be like having unconsciousness because of the high blood sugar and without knowing the administration of insulin, he administered the insulin. And after maybe one hour or 45 minutes, she went in, she started getting fits and went into, went into coma. We rushed her into the hospital. She stayed over there two nights in ICU, getting fits 100 all the time and, and died in 3rd of September 2008. So I realized at that time I was in shock, but I realized this was a term mistake of a healthcare provider because insulin should not be administered. I was a biotech engineer, so I knew a little bit of how things should be administered. But time passes and I was shocked. I started working on the company, but back in my mind, I always wanted to change the healthcare over there in my city because people are so scared. They don't go to the hospital. They don't go. And then 
my father in 2018, when I was in a Cleveland clinic in Abu Dhabi, she, he had a heart attack. We rushed him into the hospital and I rushed, I, I went back to about stayed with him for a few people, a couple weeks. And, uh, like after he was discharged from the hospital, I used to take him to the same doctor. So we pay 1500 rupees to get the appointment. Okay. And uh, wait for two, three hours in the waiting room. And the doctor sits on the table and, and he sees at least six patients at one time. Okay. So three patients are here, three patients are there, one patient. And I'm also standing behind my father and I wanted to have a conversation with doctor, what's going on and stuff like that. And it was a nightmare for me because now I have seen how the quality healthcare is. But if I would be in like an Indian, like never been out from Allahabad, never been out from any of the places which 90% people live in India right now. They would have not, they would have not known what quality healthcare is. So I knew what quality healthcare is. And I thought this is nightmare. I'm paying 1500 rupees and I didn't even get two mm-hmm. minutes time or three minutes time one-on-one with this doctor. They have five, six people sitting with their family. So like, you know, six patients and then their families are also there before like in a big cabin. And, and then I went back and then I heard the story about my cousin died in the, in his sleep. He was like 42, 43 years old. He always had this stigma that I'm not going to be a hospital and then these doctors are taking the money, just didn't want to take my money. So he had problem. I said like, no, why don't you see the doctor? He have some problems going on before he died. And then I came back and, and after one month, I heard this story. And then I realized, you know, this is the time. Mm-hmm. And at this time, the technology was also evolved. So before even like in 2016, I tried to set up a company and thought maybe I'll do the mobile healthcare. But in the mobile healthcare, again, you can set up a nice mobile healthcare, but if you don't have specialized people to diagnose the patient, end of the day, the service will be the same. I have to bring the quacks in, the people who are not having great trainings or education and, and the service will be the same. Okay. But with the geo coming in 2016, 2017, 4G was pretty much everywhere in India. So. That, that got me a kind of like, you know, more into the research. I've seen like a lot of telemetry is being used, a lot of remote patient monitoring is being used in the Cleveland Clinic of Dhabi. So I was thinking like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is what we want. Uh, if we can uh, like, you know, integrate a, integrate a solution for, for people like my parents, my family and the community, which I live in, that would be amazing. And then, but these equipment from Cisco, from, from Philips, from GE was very expensive. Like I was thinking like, if I'm going to use this equipment, it's not going to help the people because the prices will be the same. Prices will, will be more expensive. Then luckily in 2018, I was in Dusseldorf, Germany for healthcare conference called mm-hmm. It happens every year in November in Dusseldorf. So I was there and I came across like, you know, a few equipments from Chinese manufacturer, the Asian uh, manufacturing companies where the same kind of equipment were a fraction of prices. Okay. And then I realized, oh my God, like technology is evolving in this industry, especially biosensors, IoT devices in healthcare is evolving. And I saw a couple of equipments. I tested the equipment and then rang my friend Pritam and Imran. Man, I got this thing. And I think this is going to, this is going to change the, what we, what we always wanted to do. So they said, okay, brilliant. Let's source the equipment and the technology in India, if we see like, you know, if we find someone, otherwise we will import it. And luckily we find, we find a company who is actually importing the, these equipment. And uh, there are a few, com- a few companies in India who were doing some remote uh, work as an NGO in Southern part of India and stuff like that. And then there was a company who has this kind of equipment. 
So we sourced these equipment, we did a PO in Allahabad and we tested for one month, okay, without any, just a few equipment, basic software, which my friend Pritam helped me to build. He's a co-founder of Medical at the moment, and he actually oversees the whole technology part. And we found that patients are actually liking it and they are asking us for more. For example, they come because we came up with only general physician services, okay? And testing for the general, let's say, get the feedback of people yeah. they're looking for. And the feedback we got was amazing. We, we maybe saw 300 patients. We even take some fees from them. There was a pharmacy of my friend and then he has a back room, which was empty at that time. So we took this room and then did the over there. And then the feedback which we got, do you have neurology doctor? Do you have gastroenterologist? I have played pain in my stomach for a long time. I went there and I'm still there, still the same. Can you, when you get the, uh, this doctor? We said, and then we were taking all these feedback huh. like that. And after one month, we finished the POC. We analyzed the data. We saw that this is the thing we need to go in. And I left everything behind. And then I started working on like you know, Sprint Medical to help me to help us to build a software system, an EMR system, the integrated devices are there. And then as my background was in recruiting and, and it was bigger, I'm, I was in the fraternity of doctors and stuff. So I started pulling up great doctors, people who have been trained from UK, trained from US, and they were very happy to in this cause and start coming in. And then since start, and then in, and then the COVID happened, the COVID happened and it was all because my plan was, our plan was not to have like people are sitting at home. Let's build an app for them to get the doctor consultation. We were not thinking around that corner. We were thinking around giving world-class healthcare service to the patients who need. Still, we are the same, but you know how to do that. The world-class service comes from world-class doctors and the world-class doc. And then the role, what do you call it? The process in between like how the patient get contact, what kind of data we have to collect, what kind of follow-ups we have to do, how the patient service works. And so all these, these were our main goal. Our main goal was not like people cannot go out. They were, they were, uh, that, that was now our like, you know, problem point. So when this happened, COVID happened, we didn't know how to move forward because everything was locked down. We had, we were thinking to have micro clinics. We were thinking about this thing. So it shook us a little bit because we cannot move. We cannot talk like, and we cannot have a little presence anywhere. How, and the patient were also suffering. But anyways, you know what we did? We launched um, our virtual model. Okay. And we started treating COVID patients at that time. We were not charging, but uh, just COVID consultation. It actually helped us a lot because we, at that time, we onboarded a lot of, uh, lot of patients and literally they were. In Allahabad, like was in UP, when the, you remember that at that time, it was last year, I guess, 21, it was a mental that people were so scared and they don't know what to do because people, pe at that time, people started dying. So at that time, we were ready because we have launched our, both the services, the microclinic and stuff. But this helped us to onboard a lot of patients because we started treating uh, these COVID patients and patients were getting well because of the doctors that they are seeing. And, and then from there, we didn't look back and we're still growing and we have now like 10, around 10 uh, microclinics in these parts and then we have about 50 doctors on board right now we have, and then uh, recently one month ago, uh, not one month ago, three, four months ago, we started realizing that once we say, okay, we see, we are seeing primary and secondary healthcare, we are solving the problem and we don't see the patients are coming in and if they required further uh, hospitalization or further surgery or something, they still, they still don't have financial support. Okay. So they don't have financial support. So 
they are they are not going to do the surgery. They are not going. They are just going to. And when you stall on your health, it takes a bigger risk. Like for my cousin, he died, you know, because he was stalling it. Like, and he doesn't want to do it because of the financial reasons. So I started talking to my insurance company and I have maybe spoken to 15, 16 insurance company. And then lately last year, last month, we had a contract signed with one of the startup who is an insurance startup. And they have negotiated a group policy, which we are trying to like, and it's a very cheap, for example, the one lakh hospital cover, 1000 per day daily cash you will get an accident cover plus our doctor consultation is also included in it and people only have to pay 3000 per year to get all these things so we negotiated this deal and now we have started launching just to make sure like if anybody in my community needs further hospitalization they don't have to worry about the money so now the money will also be covered so this is these are the ways which i wanted to help uh, the healthcare community and healthcare like people who are having problems with the healthcare to get world-class healthcare services, plus yeah. a bit. And world-class healthcare services require a bit of financials. So make mm-hmm. sure finan- financial also yeah. being supported now. So this is the journey so far. This is how yeah. we came over here. Thank you, uh, Tosif, for sharing that that personal story, starting from your mother. And I, I know that how that feels because I lost my mother to cancer 10 years ago. Oh, I'm so uh, sorry. So sorry to that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. But I also know how meaningful or how like satisfying it might feel now to you having started on this journey and already made difference to so many lives as you were explaining in your story. So I I just, yeah, I I want to come back to this moment, right? So you saw these, like your close very family members suffer Mm. or you even die. Mm. And then you took action on that step. But at the same time, starting a business. And if I'm not wrong, you are bootstrapping it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So starting a bootstrap business is is not easy. And then there are many things which you have to do, which you have never done before. Yeah. So yes, at the same time, it is very meaningful. It gives you that energy. But then there are many things which are unknowns. So can you share a little bit about, right? How does that play out? What gives you the strength? How do you deal with that pressure or those challenges which are part of every entrepreneur's journey? Oh yeah, this is this is a very great question. And this is what every day it looks like in our life, for example, our founders. We have a great mission and that mission is the only fuel that we have right now. We tried to raise a lot of money a couple of times, went out and talked to the investors. And 99% of the time, which I realized that this is unproven model, you know, mm-hmm. nobody has done this before. Okay. So investors are, they don't care. They don't care much about what, because, okay. They care about how soon I can make 10x, 20x, 50x, 1000x. That's what they, uh, that's what uh, they think. So initially I wasted some time going out and talking to the investor. And then I said, I'm not going to right now because I will focus on what my main goal is, what main mission is. So I I raised a couple of times, two, three times when family around, because I think my friends, family and my wife, especially, um, my friend Imran, the other people, they really believe in me. They really believe in my cause and they work. They are like working also. They are supporting like my wife. My wife is, has a background in healthcare also. She studied in, in England, have worked in NHS, have worked in, in Ireland. She's an Irish girl. I met her over here in Cleveland Clinic only. So a great background in in healthcare. She's supporting me also on the SOP that bringing all these international standard of patient care and then building the SOPs and stuff like you know, and trying to implement it in the and Imran also helping Pritam also like you know, helping me on both both the ends. Not only on the money side, they are like they are putting 
seven, eight hours every day on marketing and all those things. He, even they have the, the job there, their present job. So I'm working full-time, Stylish is working full-time. So they are like near about 30 people who are working full-time as in company. But these are the leadership team has to like make some money also on the outside, put the money in back in. I have a lot of savings in my, not a lot of savings, few savings <laughs> I've already, which, which has been like invested in this. We start, we have some revenue also, but the revenue is not much that covers the whole cost. So we cover we, that, that covers the whole cost. Yeah. The, the capital is, we are deprived, capital deprived. Okay. But that's not going to stop us, the capital, because see the capital, I can get it from anywhere. I can go and ask with the bank. I can go ask with a few more friends, maybe who start believing me now, who are believing me before. And I know I will give them back because the things, which, the thing which I'm doing at the moment, like it's changing the life of the people. For example, my father doesn't go to be, he has to travel before he has to travel to New Delhi to do the, his checkup because he has done the cabbage, like in double right. surgery and stuff like that. And he has, so he has to go to be a New Delhi, stay with my brother and then go for the checkup and everything. Now he doesn't have to do it. In, my, in his home, everything is done. He said, and he says to me like all the time, I'm not going to go anywhere to see the doctor. Now I have this. Why would I go? And to change his mindset is I cannot ask him to do anything in this world if he doesn't want to. Okay. But he sees, okay, now I'm, I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to waste my time. And then it's so much of energy to go yeah. from one place to another place to just to get the checkup. So I see these things happening in my family. And I see my brother, like my niece and nephews and all these people. I'm, I'm seeing the doctors that we have right now. At their home, get all we deliver the medicine also to them. So I am, I think I am changing the culture and the standard of healthcare, in, especially in my community. And I think I will continue to do that no matter what. And capital deprived, yes, we are. Are we worried? No, we're not. You should be worried. If I would be worried, like if I was not providing any value, okay, mm-hmm. then it would be worrisome, like because I'm not providing any value, I'm not getting any feedback. That's a worrisome yeah. thing. But I'm not worried because I am providing great value to the people. I am like, we get a lot of patient referrals. We get a lot of patients. Um, Though, yeah, it's a, it's an unproven market, a very small ticket size, five, 600, 700, 800 fees you take from five to 400 to 800. So small ticket size, but there is now yeah. we are changing the life. We are uplifting many places. For example, I'll tell you a couple more. Uh, things what we have changed. So, so, so Tassif, before that, I want to stop you, but like uh, highlight two things. So this, uh, this podcast, I have titled it Choosing Leadership. Uh, yeah. Because I think leadership is a set of choices which you make. And yeah. you, so one is after losing some family members, you decided to do that. And this is so meaningful for you. So that's one choice which you take. But you just now said that, right, we are capital deprived, but you are that's not going to stop us. And I invite anybody who is listening to it to go back a few minutes to listen to that. But there was a conviction in your voice. There was a strength in your voice, which is uh, which is not confidence, which is not analysis, which is not future prediction, which is not anything business, yeah. business confidence, right? It's a gut conviction that yeah. because I have seen the value and this is so meaningful for me, nothing is going to stop me. And it's uh, And then the second thing which you shared about your father, I think that's feeling right and uh, there are many others like him that whose life you have changed that is a feeling or that is a result which mm. cannot be described or measured in words or finances or these like uh, the metrics whatever we use in business and i want to highlight that right i want to celebrate 
these choices which you continue to make every day. You also said this is your every day. This is a choice which you have to make every day. It's so easy to give up, to get yeah. empowered. Thank you for sharing your journey. This is so wonderful. Yeah, Thank and, you so much. And I don't want to, don't want to miss that. So over to you again, you were sharing something else. Yeah, so I was saying like, why I feel so empowered, why I, why, like everybody, not even me, Nilesh has, who is running the, like in a ground operation, capital deprived, we don't make much money, just maybe just to survive the ends meet. There are a lot of people like, which are working right now, they know that, yeah, we are not getting paid much, we are just getting paid enough just to survive, but because the feeling they have when they solve a problem, when the patient like give them nice feedback and we get it every day, so we feel empowered. When we started, there was one patient who has a daughter, has a kidney problem. She has childhood from childhood kidney problem. She used to travel to Banaras. She was from Badoi when she used to travel to Banaras to get the uh, like 70 kilometers journey. And one day is gone to see the doctor on regular basis. And, and then they came to know about us through some like Facebook or something like that. And, and now she doesn't have to go anywhere, like that little girl. We have top doctor, one of our doctors, Shobna Nair. She is, she has trained in England. She has trained in Canada. She is one of, she's a professor in nephrology. Now she is her doctor. With one call, she's seeing her like she, again, they feel so content. Now these, doc, these, these doctors are with them right now. They don't have to travel 70 kilometers to Banaras uh, to get to see a doctor, wait for there for two hours and then only get a one minute or less than one minute consultation with three four, or four people sitting in, uh-huh. in one room, you understand? So now so when these things are started happening, now we started getting boosted up because at that time also, and at now also, we were not making money because uh, the amount of like, you know, we, we actually see near about uh, 500 patients a, day, a month and, and we do a few more activities on the free consultation side where to get people to know about our services. So, and then there's marketing and then there's to do the patient service you require like, you know, few, uh-huh few hands and heads to type their information in. So they are, there is capital going in and there is revenues coming in also, but we are not uh, cash flow positive and we will become cash flow uh, positive also because see, there there are some challenges also, not only uh, in the, you know, capital side also, there are ch- challenges on the uh, disruption side yeah. because see, when you change the mindset of the people, let's say, for example, we are in a disruptive, uh, in the, we are disrupting an industry right now. Okay. So when you are disrupting an industry, let's say people are not, people are more comfortable going to see a doctor, doctor is touching their hand, putting the stethoscope on their chest, and they feel like this is the only way to get treated. Okay. But now we brought something else, which is an, which is a technology. Like we put, we have stethoscope, which is a live stream there, mm-hmm. the sound to the doctor. I mean, we have all these uh, IoT devices, but until unless they see it. Okay. And, and then the whole process happened, like and, until unless they see it. Until, uh, unless they get the medicine, they eat that medicine, they get cured. Okay. Then only they will be like, oh my God, this is amazing. Okay. Why am I wasting my time? So to make this happen, it takes time. It takes effort. It takes money, marketing dollars, the branding dollars, all these things. So they are like challenges and they are like law great stories also. So this is what, what we are presently doing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for adding that. Mm-hmm. So as you move forward, right, what is your biggest fear or concern, especially if I see the long term, like five years, 10 years, 15 years? The biggest fear, it will be like if we raise the company, the my biggest fear, I will tell you my biggest fear and to go deep in my mind, think about it, come up with the 
Exact words, wording. My biggest fear is if we raise let's say capital dollars, okay, and five years down the line, I will, I'm sure that we will be very valuable, okay. And there would be time where people wanted to acquire us, okay. People wanted to like change the direction that we are presently right now to change the healthcare of, of our people who are more in need. I'm just fear like, you know, because of all the money, all the like, you know, fine things can happen in the next five years. Amazon is buying these kind of companies in the U.S. There are many companies coming in, start to buying the healthcare facilities. I don't want to get into that because we are on the mission. We wanted to, as a company, I wanted to continue. Sprint Medical Journey should be uh, like change the healthcare, upgrade the healthcare services. And the other thing, I don't want a big corporate coming in and changing our course. Okay, that's my biggest fear. Okay, thank you. That's very honest as well. So yeah. thank you. Yeah, thank you for putting it out there. But yeah, don't lose your conviction. I think that's the only thing which I would say. And then yes, there are enough investors or there are enough people who will pump in money because of the right reasons and not just because of 10x or 50x growth. Yeah, even with with um, bootstrapping, my plan is in six months we will be cash flow positive, bringing the subscription model, insurance coming in. This is something is very valuable. And and then with the model subscription coming in, I think the cash flow can be, can, cash flow problem can be solved with that. So I won't, it's not the uh, like buy and buy, oh, the investor is not coming in, I'm going to die. I'm not going to die. The company will still strive. I might not make much money. Okay. I might not make a salary. I must still, still scrape my dinner and my like travel, whatever it is from my wife or my friend or for something, but this will continue on. This will continue. Thank you. Thank you, Tosid, for this wonderful sharing of who you are and the journey. As you said, right, you're changing the healthcare and you're impacting so many lives of people who do not even realize the impact or the value of what you are providing. And yes, like this kind of disruption takes time to really spread. But I think you can't even imagine the progress, which is not visible. Right. Yeah, so there is yeah. progress which is visible, but at the same time, when something like this spreads, it can actually spread like wildfire. Uh, oh, because yeah. uh, right when, you, when people talk about, you already yeah. shared a story of somebody hearing about what you're doing, but mm. once you reach a critical number, like a good enough population, it will just spread like, and then you, maybe in a few years, you will have a challenge of how to scale. Right? There is so much <laughs> demand coming in. How do I serve that? Uh, so I want to wish you the best on this journey. I have one last question for you, right? For any entrepreneur, for any leader who has either touched something that is meaningful for them or who have started a journey on that, but they're still facing challenges. They're still finding it difficult to have that conviction, have that belief in themselves. What advice would you give somebody like that? See, entrepreneurship is tough. It's hard. Every day you have a good time and a bad, a bad time in the same day. In same hours you have, you see good thing happening and you see bad thing happening. So it's a very uh, emotional journey. And I would say if the if your motive is to make money, then that will fade. And and definitely that's the main problem of what we see. Ninety percent of business fails because ninety percent of business have one mindset and which is to make money. So if you have that kind of mindset, I think the journey will be very different and there will be time when you will give up because because then you will see, oh yeah, I can make more money while working for someone else because money is your end goal. But if your end goal is to really solve the problem and, and if it's a social problem or if it's a problem that you see 
in business or anywhere else, and that problem really triggers your intuition and your gut feeling, then only you can strive those bad times. Because see, getting a date with a celebrity is more easy than getting a venture funding. So there are a few lucky people. We don't have to like, but 99 point of time, if your if your main goal is to get venture funding, get a million dollar, hundred million dollar valuation as soon as possible, then there is a time like you will end up, you know, not having anything like and being very depressed. So work for a cause. And because in those bad times, you will go back to your uh, original, th- I am doing this because of this, not because of money. Money will yeah. come and you can make money in different ways. You don't have to do business. A lot of people like you get to use the richest, maybe any super rich person. He never opened a company. You know, we love people like if you want to make money, you can do better in your own job. Give hundred percent in, in your company. And, but if you want to change things, then you choose the entrepreneurship, especially when you don't have any backing. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And I just want to add one more thing, right? So we talk about entrepreneurship is hard or bad times or struggling, but at the same time, when it's connecting with something so deeper, so meaningful, so purposeful for you, even that is worth it. I don't want anybody who is listening to see that and get discouraged because going through your struggle, if that struggle is aligned with what you deeply care about, is, is so meaningful. You can actually sleep well at night. And I know a lot of people who are earning a lot of money, but they can't sleep well at night. Yeah, so it's, it's, there's a joy. I wouldn't call it happiness, but there is a joy of going through a difficult time. But knowing that you are on the journey which matters to you and then bringing it out, not just for yourself, but also for your team members. This creates a lot of energy in your entire team. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. So right now, the people, the whole team is buying on, buying the, like, the mission. For example, we hire people and we pay 50% less than the market, hmm. literally. And then they only work with us because they think this is something more valuable. They are adding value to the community and they wanted to learn how to do it. So people work, were working with us. They only work with us because they believe in the, the outcome. I, they are three, four people who are working in our marketing department. They don't even take our, take the salary. And they say, like, I don't work on Sprint Medical. The day I feel I have done nothing today. So this is what we are like making it happen. Believe in people like, okay, so we are on a cause and it's, it's going to help them later down the line. Thank you. Thank you, Tosi, for sharing that. And I want to celebrate once again before finishing, celebrate you on your journey. And I want to wish you the best. What you are going to do, I think in a decade or two, I think you you will change the healthcare, the whole industry. I think that needs disruption. And oh, yeah, that's it. I wish you best in that journey. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you. Thank you for this time. And I hope I'll see you again soon. Sure, sure. Perfect. Yeah. That's it for this episode of Choosing Leadership with Sumit Gupta. I choose leadership every time I record this podcast and I invite you to do the same. I invite you to design a life of joy, meaning, pride and satisfaction, not just for yourself, but for everybody around you. If you got something out of this episode, would you share this episode on social media? And if you know somebody who would be a great guest, can you tag them on social media to let them know about the show? And if you are a leader who wants to acknowledge how far you have come and have big dreams for the future, please reach out to me to be a guest on this podcast. And I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. This is what I do most naturally. 
to lovingly and gently provoke you to help you see your own light to help you see what you are already capable of to make sure you don't miss any episodes go ahead and subscribe your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and it means a lot to me and my team if you want to know more go to deployyourself.com and subscribe to my newsletter or follow me on linkedin i want to thank everyone who contributed to making this show a reality and i want to thank you for listening always remember that you are enough you are loved and you matter this is sumit until next time keep choosing leadership